This is the Behind the Micah podcast, where we discuss Jesus, community, and everyday life. I'm your host, Micah Stephen, and our goal is always to take people from where they are to where they need to be. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome to Behind the Micah podcast, and I'm glad that you're here with us today. Those of you who are listening, we thank you for checking us out. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Podbean, iHeartRadio, all the major platforms. So thank you so much for checking it out today, Jason. Um, good, to, good to have you on here again, man. How, how's things going in your life? I guess the same. Today's a special day, huh? Yeah, our uh, 19th anniversary. I didn't 19th think anniversary. Yeah, that's uh, that's incredible for my wife, and uh, you know, I'd be an idiot to not have uh, stuck with her. So, nineteen years. So, did you think nineteen years ago you'd have seven kids? Oh my goodness! Uh, was that in so, the, like? Did, was that something you guys sat down and talked about? Like, no, no. I mean, I I was we done were, after we a massive family. I was done after the fourth, and uh, here we are. Yeah, I saw how but, that worked. Yeah, you do the math. You do the math, and it's like every three years we've had a kid, and and uh, that's got to stop. Yeah, well, seven kids, nineteen years later. That's yeah, you awesome. Do, you're doing good, brother. Yeah, I man, things are good. I uh, my back hurts a little bit this morning. I um, so I went and played top golf yesterday. Uh, with uh some friends. Uh, Keith Wood was one of them. Shout out Keith Wood. Uh, Christian Financial Resources, all those guys. I was hanging out. Malcolm Puckett, you know Malcolm? Yeah. Jason? Malcolm Puckett was uh, was hanging out with us for a little bit yesterday. Um, and my goal was not to um, have necessarily the best score. I just wanted to outdrive everybody there. So I just, you know, it's kind of the manly thing, right? Like you're going to kill me in the chipping game, but as long as I can drive a ball farther than you, that's all that mattered to me. So, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. But then this morning I woke up and I'm like, man, my back hurts just a little bit. Crystal's like, how old are you? You're not even old. What is going on? So anyways, hey, um, special guest with us today, good friend of ours, uh, comes to us from the great state of Ohio, Marietta, Ohio. And uh, his name is Jeff Tucker. Jeff, so good to have you on the show, man. Hey, thanks, guys, for uh, having me on here. It's uh uh, been a while coming, uh, getting on we, here with Micah. I was going to say, we've been trying to get you on here and it just hasn't worked out. Uh, but here we are. That's what we, happens when you're big time. No, exactly. <laughs> uh, jury duty, a toothache, <laughs> having to have a root canal done. Those, <laughs> that's not big time right there. Yeah. Hey, well, so, uh, so, so tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, here you are, man, you're, you're in Ohio. You're not a native of Ohio. Um, come to find out Jeff is, is a big fan uh, oh, of, of a baseball team that I just don't like really well. <laughs> uh, but everybody in my church is a fan of this team because dude, I you're being really politically correct right now. Uh, you hate, you hate the Cardinals. I I'm just, <laughs> you know what? I, I, yeah. Just say it, just say it. You know, I mean, but Jeff, but Jeff comes to us <laughs> from Missouri originally, right? That's where you were born, Correct. born in Missouri. And here he is in Ohio. Um, Jeff, tell us a little bit about you. Just you just recently uh, you just recently started a, 
a brand new chapter in ministry. Tell, tell me, tell us a little about that, man. Yeah, we, uh, first of the year we kicked off this new ministry, um, um, uh, church I was serving here in uh, Southeast Ohio, uh, um, that ministry came to an end and, and, uh, we decided, uh, um, I had been doing some, um, uh, counseling in the schools and, and just some mentoring stuff in the schools. We wanted to continue with that. My wife works in, in our local schools here and, and, uh, wanted to really continue with that. And, and so we did and, and uh, ramped that game up, uh, really uh, have started uh, ramping up also a church plant. Um, that really wasn't the initial intent, but here we are. Um, we, uh, we were just doing a, um, a live stream and still are doing a live stream out of a basement. Yeah. Um, and uh, and it, it's pretty cool. It's, it's really cool deal there, but um We've also, uh, uh, of course, school's out right now, but um, I uh, counseled, I think it was a total of seven different um, um, middle school uh, kids. And uh, Monday mornings is a cool thing. Uh, we start at seven o'clock at the middle school in the conference room um, with prayer with the uh, staff and faculty. Oh, cool. And, um, yeah. And then right as soon as I'm done there, I walk up the hill to the high school. We do the same thing up there with the staff and faculty up there. It's really, really, it's awesome. And, um, so really, um, really involved in the school systems here, thankful that they, uh, allow us to come in and be a, uh, part of that with them and stuff. And, and then, uh, one of the big things, uh, newer kind of things that's taken off here in the last few months is, um, Helping work out, uh, or helping to work with the uh, homeless in our communities here in Southeast uh, Ohio, and that's a really, really neat deal. And got some things on the horizon with that um, as well. We're wanting to uh, branch off into um, addiction recovery as well, and and try to help some of our folks with that. Um, we have uh, one of our ladies that uh, attends with us. Um, she has. Uh, um, gone through um, addiction recovery and um, um, she is just uh, I think it's two years and two days sober now awesome. and so uh, we're celebrating big victory there with her on that but uh, yeah she uh, she's a driving force behind that we also have two ladies that uh, in our group that have worked within those recovery homes here and um, um, matter of fact uh, the, the one Sammy, that's just two years sober now, um, she was baptized right in the middle of COVID, right in the middle of the shutdown of COVID. Um, one of our other ladies baptized during the Christ was doing a, a Bible study with uh, her and a few other, um, women and, and baptized three of them into Christ awesome. uh, that summer. Yeah. Uh, they, their hearts are all about those two ladies. Their hearts are, um, all about that, um, Barb and Greta and, if they get mad at me for saying their names on here, I'm just going to ask for forgiveness later, <laughs> but <laughs> well, I don't hey, think they will. So, so, so move ministries, man. And you're doing some, doing some, a lot of stuff in the community, um, man, just really sharing Jesus that way. How, how many years you've been preaching, Jeff? Um, just shy of 20 years, just shy of 20 right now. We, wow. we started the same time, Jeff. Yes. I, I started, I started preaching, uh, 
Well, it must have been 20 years ago because I, I wasn't married yet. Yeah. And so, or, or right at it, I think I'm coming up at 20, 20 years. So mine, I'm at, um, I think, I'm I think right, November I'd be 20 years. Yeah, I'm coming. I'm, I'm just a little bit behind you. I'm coming up. Uh, I'm coming up just a few months away from, uh, um, start my, uh, be 19 years. Okay. My ordination was in 03. So yeah. Uh, yes. Right. Mine was 04. So, so you guys are getting ready to say you've been doing, uh, preaching for almost a score, right? That's right. That's right. You can say I've been preaching for a score. Yeah. Um, here's the the thing. Um, did you ever, did you think you were going to be a preacher when you're younger, Jeff? No. You know, what's funny about that. And, and, um, you know, they give you those aptitude tests at different times throughout school. They gave us one in eighth grade and mine come back and the top two, the top two things on there was um, uh, actually the top three things on there was architect, engineer, and clergy. Uh, I wasn't, I wasn't near smart enough to be any of those. So uh, I actually just uh, got into construction work as construction worker for many years before I got into the ministry. Ah, uh, Okay. Well, and here you are. So here we are. I mean, evidently that test knew uh, knew something I didn't. No, I was. My wife makes a comment quite often. I never married a preacher. Yeah, <laughs> and that's exactly. Uh, there's a lot of truth to that. Well, you know what? I you know I I think the same thing. I mean, I had no idea when I was younger, but I always knew. Like my grandmother used to always say to me, "Of all my grandkids, you're the last one I thought would be a preacher." <laughs> uh, and i don't really know how to take that i, I don't know if that's a compliment or, or not but uh hey mike i i heard her say that yeah yeah well you know i mean i kind of you know i i decided i want to get a job that only worked one hour a week you know what i mean yeah yeah i'm, yeah. I'm not supposed to tell you the why she thought that <laughs> but <laughs> that's okay that's okay sometimes you just got to keep things to yourself you know what i mean that's right right um, so recently, uh, Jeff, you, you got into some, uh, you had some, some, some health stuff come up. I had a little bit of a health scare, uh, with COVID. Yeah. Um, you tell us a little bit about that. Um, last fall, um, the last day of August, uh, of last year, um, I, uh, started symptoms of COVID. It was, uh, kind of a scary deal. You guys, uh, I know Jason does, and I'm pretty sure I know you do too, Micah. Um, Derek Stump, you guys know yeah, Derek yeah. Stump, and yeah. Derek and I do a lot of sermonizing together. And and um, the week prior to that, we've been to a revival, my family and I, and and um, so that Sunday evening, my son just kind of felt tired and didn't really think anything about it. I mean, we'd been on the go and into Sunday, you know, and and everything, and. And so the next morning I'm headed down, I go to the gym. I feel bad about that, but I go to the gym, uh, take off, uh, shower there, take off. And I'm going to uh, meet Derek for sermon group. And, and I get almost, I mean, I'm five minutes from meeting Derek and my son calls said, dad, you can't meet Derek. And, um, and you know, Derek, uh, Derek's got some other health issues (laughs) where he doesn't need COVID at all, you know? And, and, um, uh, and so, um, he said, don't, don't meet him. He said, I, dad, I don't feel good. And I, I need to go get tested. 
And I said, all right, just hang tight. I'll be back home and I'll, I'll take you. So um, I'm very thankful uh, to God for his providential care and, and things. And, and we got uh, that whole um, sermonizing time stopped before uh, we ever met, got, had contact. And um, so anyway, we come home and, and uh, took Levi. He, he tested positive. And at the same time, I'm sitting in the parking lot waiting on him. And my wife and I are messaging each other. And she said, um, she says, if I'm being honest, I don't feel real well right now either. And I said, shut your mouth. I said, I, and I did. It was just, it was real funny. You'd feel like you had almost like a fluke coming on. And then all of a sudden, nothing. And I just kept telling them, wow, Jeff, it's just in your head, you know? And, and by that night, we were all feeling pretty crummy, except my daughter. And um, yeah, she was about three days later getting it. Um, and uh, so mm. um, they, they, Levi, like five or six days into it, he's up uh, um, running around. He's got, he tied, does it tie dyeing and stuff. And he's tie dyeing t shirts and stuff. And, and um doing fine and we're all just kind of laying around and and um like i said my daughter was a few days behind us and and we were on the living room it was probably like day eight you know and you you're, you're all trying to make it to that magical day 10 you know mm. um and uh and my wife we're sitting in there and in the living room and my wife says you know she says this has been some bad stuff guys but uh, uh we're gonna make it you know, we're here to tail into this. We're, we're all going to be just fine. We're going to make it. And uh, it was that night, <laughs> that very night um, that uh, I got a real bad fever, um, ended up going to um, the urgent care. They sent me over to the hospital, uh, pumped me full of some stuff, mainly just fluids and stuff, and sent me home. Uh, two days later, I was back in the hospital again for a week, just shy of a week. And uh, my wife come to pick me up that time. She said, uh, whenever I come to pick you up and I looked at you, she said, I almost told him just turn around, and take you right back in there. <laughs> uh, so I really wasn't ready to come home, but it, you know, they're just, it was, it was a bad week. It was the worst week we had here in Marietta. Um, my last, my last week. So I come home the second time I'm back in two days later. And, um, by that time, it's not just the pneumonia, it's uh, uh, COVID and, and pneumonia, and I have developed blood clots in my lungs. Oh. And so we, it was, that was a tough one. I was in the waiting room quite a while and, and uh, going downhill pretty quick. And this whole time I'm on oxygen and stuff. And, and uh, um, I can't remember if it was three or four, maybe five of those tanks that you push around of mm. oxygen that yeah. people have. I went through that many sitting in a waiting room. Um, uh, and uh, wow. so come through that, uh, um, to get me in there. And I don't know, they had, um, had given me, uh, I don't know, just some fluids and some antibiotics and different things that evening. Um, and uh, I, I kind of started feeling better before my wife left and they'd actually got me into a room. It took like eight or nine hours for them to even get me into a room. It was bad that week. Uh, the last week I was in the hospital, uh, this is kind of tough stuff to talk about. Um, yeah, but sure. uh, uh, 25, 25 people died of COVID or COVID related complications. 
two weeks after I was released, um, I had to go see a specialist and uh, hematologist and his nurse had been working the COVID floor at our hospital. And two weeks after um, I was released, she told us that they still had the refrigerator trailer out back. Mm. No, no room in the morgues, no room in, in funeral homes. Wow. They, they just, yeah, it was bad. It was really, really bad. Um, the, my worst day uh, in the hospital, ironically, was the very day before I was released. Um, just inches away from having to uh, be going to vent and, mm. and um, things just turned around. Um, I say just turned around. There was the humbling thing of that is, is all the messages, guys, all the messages sure. you get while you're laying there in the hospital bed. Sure. Hey, bro, just want you to know I'm praying for you. Um, really humbling, uh, encouraging. And um, six people that night, uh, my, my oxygen level started coming back up just as quick as it went back down. And there's no rhyme or reason for it. You don't feel bad. You don't, or I, at least I didn't, I didn't, you know, I couldn't tell and change and how I felt or anything. And, um, matter of fact, they brought, uh, uh, the only thing you can do for yourself in that situation is lay on your stomach. Mm. That's the only thing you can do to help yourself. Yeah. And, uh, by nature, I'm, I'm a little bit competitive and, um, sure. and, uh, that's why I'm a UNC fan and not a Duke fan. Well, and, we can uh, agree on that. <laughs> we can agree on that. The right uh, shape, huh? That's exactly the right <laughs> blue is always the right blue. Get man. out of here. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm wanting to get up out of bed and do a stretch or an exercise or something. Man, I'll just turn over on your stomach. And um, and so I did. And lunch came in and that was right after breakfast. Lunch come in and I uh, took a couple bites and right back on my stomach. And and by the time supper come in and I was starved, man. I, I'm just telling you guys, I was starved to death. And, and so, um, uh, I thought to myself, listen, if I'm headed to glory, I'm going on a full stomach. So I just turned over and just stayed on my back. <laughs> and, and I just, as soon as I got done eating, my wife and kids were FaceTiming me. We started FaceTiming. And the next thing you know, nurses are coming in and turning my oxygen down. So awesome. I got to go home the next day on eight liters of oxygen. Well, and, uh, I'm glad, are, man. I'm, I'm glad i'm glad that obviously that you that you came through i'm glad you're, you're back preaching again um yes. and 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 here you are but I, I i bring that up and the reason i bring that up is is to ask you you know that was a circumstance that was in your life right and and circumstances are those things in your life that surround you or they surround your family um could you know your, your siblings um, kids, grandkids, whatever the circumstance is that, you know, the job that we work at, um, you know, could be, could be, you know, um, our boss could be the culture that's or whatever it is, right. School, yep. the circumstances that are around us, um, we all have them. We all have circumstances, but the question is this, um, is God does he interact with our circumstances is, is God in everything as some people would say, you know, so, you know, you, you woke up this morning, God woke you up and you know, the cereal that you had for breakfast, God chose that cereal for you this morning. And, you know, or, or is it that God isn't in, in anything 
you know, you know, some, some people assume that, you know, God created the world. And then, uh, you know, on, on day six just said, you know, go, you know, do, do whatever, you know, whatever. I, I don't know, you know, kind of sit back and just see what's going on. Is that God or maybe option three, because sometimes we only give it one or two. Is it that God cares about some things and maybe not other things? So, so I guess my question through all of it is, is how involved is God in our circumstances? That's uh, hey, theologians uh, have debated this for centuries, and you're going right. to solve it in just a few minutes, right? Right, right. I would, uh, you know, like most things, Mike, you mentioned, we give it like one or two options, and most times, those options, those two options are mm. two extremes, mm. and usually our answer is somewhere in the middle <laughs> uh, on most things, you know, and and um, I think it, I think. God is, as far as, uh, if you want to relate it directly to that particular situation in my life, I'm very intimately involved. Does God really care about what that I eat? Uh, unfrosted shredded wheat for breakfast now? Uh, no, uh, uh, it is gross, Jason. But I mean, who give? I mean, who in the right mind gives up four? eggs over easy and a half a pound of bacon for unfrosted shredded wheat. <laughs> I guess, I guess if you're <laughs> the only reason God might care about that is because it's better for my health right and, now. Yeah. You and, know, and, but... and Jeff, at your age, you got to stay regular. <laughs> this is true. Uh, about the regular uh, part, know, not so, your age. <laughs> yeah. You know, we should expect that something like that coming. Cole, how old are you, man? I mean, I hit, you're just right on my heels. Man. I hit, I hit forty. You did. Yeah. I thought you was a little older now. Wow. Nah, for, forty. Yeah. yeah. Hey, well. but but you know, kind of to the, to the question, Jeff. You know, sometimes I don't know if this is kind of what you impression you get, but sometimes people will will like talk about God in in circumstances, and it's almost like it's this fake spiritual sounding nonsense right like god did and and they don't believe that they're just trying to sound spiritual, spiritual. yeah and, but yeah at the other hand we don't believe in we don't believe in complete chance you mentioned earlier the word providence mm, sure and and i'd love your thought i think micah kind of had mentioned uh did you mention was it the story of esther to you <laughs> earlier no i was talking about i was talking about ruth okay so, Close, they're, they're, we're close. Yeah, uh, but but both bo both show stories are are For sure are stories of God's providence, and and I don't know, Jeff. I I just be curious, what role do you see providence, and how does prayer answer to prayer mingle with that? I here's my here's my thoughts, and and I'll try to give you a little bit of an illustration just from the whole COVID situation. I believe they're hand in hand. Um, uh, I don't know if you guys disagree and maybe have a, a better understanding of this. I'm, I'm all ears. Uh, but um, we, we were commanded to pray. Is that not a command for us? Right. Yeah. And, and I think, I think 
Yeah, I really believe with all my heart, especially if we believe that the only book in the Bible that's not finished, so to speak, is the book of Acts. Um, I mean, what did they do every single time that there was a problem that come around or something that, that arose? They were constantly, constantly praying. And in situations, I'm thinking like Acts 4 there, um, you know, they're threatened not to preach or teach in the name of Jesus Christ anymore. And and Peter said, listen, uh, we got to do what we're supposed to do. Um, and so they, when they're, when they're released, they, they go back and, and they pray. And if you, if we just take a little look at their prayer, Hey God, just take note of their threats. Mm. Now what's God going to do, do specifically in, in, you know, there, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think they knew specifically, but, uh, but they say, but as for us, we're just going to continue to do what we know we're yeah. supposed to do. Yeah. And, um, and I, I think praying, uh, you know, God, here's the situation. What are you going to do about it? And oh I do, God. I ask God that question quite, quite often. I, I really do. Uh, God, what are you going to do about it? Uh, because I don't know. There's a lot of things. What is God's will? The, the details of that? I don't know. I know the general thing. I know he wants people saved. I know he wants me to live a holy, godly life. I, I know he wants repentance to continue to take place. I know those general things are what we call general things. Um, but let me ask you guys this. The, the, the last night I was in the hospital, um, and I know I'm not the host and I'm not supposed to be. No, you're good. You're, good, man. you're <laughs> good. But the last night I'm in the hospital and I don't suggest, would you guys agree that probably everybody in that hospital at some level somewhere had a friend or a, a relative that was praying for them. Yeah. A pretty fair assumption. Wouldn't you think? Yeah, I would say you're right. So the, my worst day and I had started coming around that night and I, and, and I'm getting uh, shots in my stomach, Lovenox shots for blood clots. Right. And mm -hmm. those are very, very timely. I mean, you can set your clock by, by the nurse coming in and giving those. And, um, two things that really tipped me off. I, of course you can hear what's going on out in the hallway and you can hear the codes. And, and I knew it was bad when housekeeping comes in to check on me. Hey, you, you need anything. I, I know it's bad. And I'd already heard all the codes go off and, and that night, six people coded and all six died. You think they had people praying for them too? Yeah, sure. You know, uh, go ahead, Micah. Well, so then the question then uh, from that is, is does God have favorites? Does God, is God like right, picking and choosing right. who he, or, or, and maybe this branches off into, I don't know, I don't want to get into another topic, but does God allow, does God cause you know, yeah. is, is, God, I mean, what, what's that's the, a, that's incredible question. It is, you, you know, uh, I, Jeff, when you, when you were, I think your wife called me when you were maybe at your worst, she called, you probably told her to update your, some of the people. And, uh, and I, it must've been a Wednesday night. You were in the hospital doing real bad. And, uh, we were at a Bible study and we stopped and we prayed for you. Dick, yeah. Dick and I, we, I, I saw my message. We stopped and prayed for you. And like Micah said, there, or you, you said, you know, there's people that are, they're praying for their loved ones, but I'm amazed in scripture at how few times that 
people pray for a change of circumstance. Hmm. You know, like Paul's in prison and he doesn't say, guys, pray that I'd be released. I, I don't I don't know of any time someone prays for a physical healing. Right. You know, maybe, uh, you know, go back to uh, Hezekiah. But but that's not a, a weighted theme of scripture like our, it's like, not. like our prayers are, you know, like, right. like my prayer list is full of people that are sick. Right. And, and, and I'm not saying don't pray for the sick. Right. But like you have two people in a going into surgery and one's a Christian, one's not a Christian is, is that, is the outcome going to happen regardless of prayer? And the answer might be, I don't know. Yes. And no, you know, correct. Do you, do you think sometimes perspective matters with that? I think, yeah. I, think I mean, like, get on some- so, so, so there's, 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 you know, the, just to go to the story in Ruth, right. You guys know the story, short book, really short story of Ruth and how, um, Naomi is and, and her husband are and their kids are moving away because a famine occurs in chapter one uh, from Bethlehem. They're moving to this place that's not a really good place. Uh, Moab, by the way, becomes a nation because of Lot sleeping with his daughter. So it's kind of this jacked up culture. Right. And they don't they don't follow God, those kinds of things, but they have food. And so uh, Elimelech, the husband, he says, hey, you know, guys, I have to make a decision. We have no food here uh, in Bethlehem. We're going to go to uh, we're going to go to Moab. We're going to that's where all the food is. Right. He, he does the the logical, so to speak, move and they move over there. But but when they get over there, it doesn't turn out how he expected it to turn out. You know, he dies. Um, the two boys die after they get married. They end up dying. Um, and here this widow Naomi is in uh this place that's a foreign land to her and she has nothing right there, there's nothing but her and a couple a couple girls who married her sons not even sure how that's going to turn out in fact the end of chapter one she even says she even says in her circumstance she says don't don't even call me naomi call me mara right, right? because i'm i'm bitter yeah and yet in chapter two she she returns with Ruth, you know, after Ruth has said the famous, you know, you're I'm, I'm with you. Your people are my people. Your God is my God, uh, you know, and, and, and they return back. And Naomi has just been really bitter. But all of a sudden things change a little bit. And this is where Ruth goes off and she finds and Naomi's not bitter anymore. She's she's in a better mood. There's there's food that's coming in. You know, she. Here's my question through all of that. Could it be true that it wasn't God's doing that caused Naomi to be bitter? It was maybe Naomi's perspective from what she was looking at in chapter one to when she came into chapter two and all of a sudden her attitude changed and lifted because her circumstance maybe didn't change but it was it was Naomi's attitude that changed I like that Micah I really like that a lot and here's why uh, you know and we do this in our own lives today uh, I mean she she was she was bitter about the circumstances I mean uh, they had to leave home move to a foreign land just to get food um, and and here they are she's lost her 
her husband. She's lost both sons. God, why did you let this happen? Well, I like to back up all the way as far back as we can go and think this was never God's design. Yeah. You know, this is it. A poor God gets a lot of blame for a lot of things that was never, never his intent, mm. you know? And, and so what is, what is your will? And I'll be honest with you guys. I've prayed that a lot to God uh, from last November on God, what is your, what's your will here? Um, because honestly, what is the difference between Jeff Tucker and those other six? Yeah. Well, that's, that's a fair question. I mean, I'm a, whether fair or not, I'm going to tell you this. I've asked it a lot. Now, I, I, I'll be honest with you guys. Uh, we know what, uh, that there's a, um, uh, power in the prayer of a righteous man. And, you know, Jason, you mentioned that you guys just stopped that night. That was the night I went back in for the last time and it was bad. Um, my, my daughter was at softball practice and, and, um, uh, she was coming home from college and, and, uh, my wife told her to stop by the hospital, uh, to see me, uh, my wife, she'll tell you, she said, I think I, she said, when I left that night, it's the last time I thought I'd ever see you alive. And so, um, um, I mean, it, it's bad. It, it was bad. So God, what are you, what are you going to work out of this? And I don't mean to jump ahead on your story there, Micah, no, but no, you know, if we go back to, to Ruth, I mean, God's working out a huge plan here, Yeah, you know? And so I look at it from a little bit different perspective in that, you know, uh, um, I don't know that God's a respecter of Jeff Tucker, uh, versus those other six people that night. Number one is I know that he heard a lot of prayer on my behalf. Yeah. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Number two is I, I know this, that there's a purpose in this. And I really need to seek that. Um, God, what do you, what do you want out of this? What, why? Yeah. Why is that? And, and let, let's get busy carrying that out because, um, you know, and I, I'm sure you're going to allude to that a little bit, Micah, but, um, you know, once they get back, uh, Ruth and Naomi get back, there's a lot that transpires after that. For sure. And, and we, we know that has a lot to do with our savior coming into the world. There's mm. a big plan yeah. there and, um, there's a big plan happening. And, and even though God didn't cause that famine in the first place, God didn't, that was never God's original design that there'd ever even be a famine or death or mm -hmm. the loss of a spouse or children. It was never God's uh, ultimate design, original design. Um, even though that takes place, I believe that there's certain times where God does step in and, yeah. and, and, and change the course of things for his glory. Hmm. And, and Jeff, you know, you mentioned there were six others that that died and they were probably prayed for i'm guessing there were people that were not prayed for that got better from i'm i'm sure you know and or wicked people that you know uh seemingly uh providentially were healed and and, and it becomes really difficult for us to say with authority god did that right Right. Like I do, I do, I think God intervened and spared your life. I do. 
why do I know that? Why do I think that? I don't know. I, I, I don't have the, I don't have inspiration. Right. So I, I, you know, saying like, you know, you ever see like a natural disaster and they're like, this is God's judgment. Well, well <laughs> yes, I've well, heard that. Well, maybe, but, but I don't know that. No, because you know, I'm not, I'm not inspired. And, and so I, I think we should be careful on both sides. We got to be careful, not giving God glory. Mm, and then, I, then I think we got to be careful blaming God for things that he did. Exactly. Do. You know, exactly. Or, or you ever hear at a funeral, like God took them, God took my loved one. Right. You know, God's not in the murdering. God's not a murderer. Right. You know, and, and, and that kind of drives me crazy, you know, <laughs> is this fatalism. Do you think it's because we, we, we pick and choose what we want to use God for? Like, you know, we'll say, Hey, you know, God was in this or, or God wasn't in that. There's no way God was in that. Or, you know, yeah. God got, you know, so, so we, it's almost like we use God as an accessory sometimes sure, to, to whatever it, we're, you know, we're trying to, you know, prove yep. or say, say, or, or justify in our lives even. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're not deists, no. you know, we, I think God's actively involved in the affairs of man. And I, I think he's providentially working for his purpose, you know, for people to be saved, you know, I, how that happens and how people's paths cross. And man, that is, we could go on and on and on, you know, how's right. God working in answer to prayer? How's God working to save people, you know, through circumstances and, and I don't know the answer to that. And, and sometimes I think we don't understand, you know, the, the part in which, you know, like in, in Ruth's story, I mean, you know, obviously God had big plans through that story and you stop reading chapter one, you go, wow, this is a train wreck. Right. You know, like, like what, how, what good can come of this? Right. And yet, you know, by the time you get through chapter four, you go, okay, I'm start, I'm starting to see it a little bit. But I think sometimes when we're in those circumstances, it's really hard for us to see beyond the trees it right? is. because, because we're in it, you know, when you were, when you were there that night, I mean, and, and you're laying there in that on your worst night, as you were talking about, there had to be some moments in your mind just because you're human that you were thinking, man, is this ever going to get any better? Am I ever going to, am I sure. going to get through this is, or is this it? I mean, That's gosh, funny. I mean, um, and we start thinking, we start thinking thoughts and there's gotta be a time and, and Ruth chapter one, where Naomi's traveling back with this girl. She doesn't even really know, doesn't even know if she's really going to commit to her or not. Doesn't know anything other than, Hey, I heard there's food back in Bethlehem. I'm going to go back by the way, if you guys know, and I'm sure you do, you guys know what a wit, you know, widows weren't really, um, didn't really play a, a huge role uh, in that time. So if you're a widow, you know, chances of you getting a job weren't good. Um, and, and you would either, you would, you know, you could, you could act maybe like a prostitute, uh, in some of those situations. Um, or, but, but, but it wasn't like the widow had a big job market to go to, you know? Right. Um, so, so Naomi's in this circumstance, she, she's in this, she's in this and all she sees is what is surrounding her. Yeah. It's, it's crazy to think about. Hey, hey, when you step, the further you step back from that, you know, you use that Ruth account, like you get to the end and you're right. You, it's, you start to be like, Hey, that makes sense. And then you get to like, 
you know, you start reading about David, you know, the great grandson of Ruth, and you're like, oh, that's even bigger. Mm-hmm. Like, then you get to Matthew 1, and you read the genealogy of Jesus, and you're like, oh, that's one of the descendants. Then, like, when we, when we view things, only until we can view things from an eternal perspective does things become more clear. Amen. That, and that's, that's the key in that, you know, the, the, to be able to, to back up Jason, like you're talking about and, and just see the big picture, you know, mm-hmm. that's why I say, you know, I like to go all the way back to the very beginning, you know, the way God created things wasn't this way. Yeah. And, and whenever you take that big step back, whether it's the book of Ruth or, you know, or, or fast forward to Matthew, like Jason's talking about, just look down through the genie, uh, genealogical record there. And then you can even go back to the old Testament and study about those, some of those different people that are mentioned there. And I love, I love this thought um, where, okay, we get to Genesis chapter three and here's the fall, the fall of mankind, man sins against God. Immediately God starts to put his plan into motion to redeem mankind. That's right. Yeah. And I love the thought. It gives me a lot of hope, a lot of encouragement. This is thought of reading, reading the book of Ruth and how, how, how we kind of just trudge our way through this broken world, so to speak, with all these circumstances. And you're right, Micah. I mean, chapter one is that's mm-hmm. the Debbie Downer, man. I mean, it's it's horrible there. Rock bottom. It, it is. It's rock bottom. But here, here's the thing. Through the influence of evil, and let's let's be honest, Satan's Satan's after he's after it, you know. He you know, um, he wants everybody to go to hell. And he's trying to destroy God's plans and, and, and everything. And, and, uh, but he, here's God so uh, in love with man that he's working out his plan to redeem man through man. Mm. Broken. It, it, only a God, all powerful, can do that to carry out even even in the worst of the worst and that's the fall this fallen creation can still has the power to carry out his plan you know even, even it's like him fighting satan you know it's like unc going going to uh to duke and beating them on their own home corn stay and, off of uh, it. On, <laughs> on their own court you know <laughs> Yeah, and it's that's what God does. I mean, seriously, Satan and all his antics and snares and everything, and, and, and trying to destroy man. And God works through fallen man to carry out His plan to redeem. Yeah, I, yeah. I like that. I, I I I tend to think when I when I read like a book like Ruth, um, and I was thinking about this the other day. You know, when we go through the book of Ruth. The story really isn't about Ruth at all. The, the story, the story is about Jesus, right? Yes. And 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 it's and it's such a crazy example of how, in this case, Boaz plays this guy who, in his own way, is kind of kind of what Jesus did for us, right? And how he that's, he, he that's took exactly took us from this broken mess that was full of the circumstances that were around us. When we we didn't have a hope or a future and gave us what what we didn't deserve. Yeah, he's our kinsman redeemer. 
right? Yeah. Have you ever noticed we do that with scripture like all the time? Like we read David and Goliath and we're like, uh, all right, our sin is Goliath and we are David. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and, 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 and that's not the that's not the lesson for us. The lesson is that we're the Israelite army cowering in fear. And Jesus right. is the greater David who who defeats sin. Yeah. Yes. Like, like we always we always want to be the hero and we're not. Right. Yeah. But hey, quick question. So when you guys read the story of Ruth and you, and you hear the daughter in laws, do you ever call the one Oprah? Oprah? <laughs> yeah. Or, I thought of that. that I, I know it was Orpah, but every time I read it, I'm yeah. like. Ruth and, and, and Oprah sounds much better than Oprah. Norm. Yeah. It'd be a good TV show. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you're making me, you're making me want to preach Ruth. Uh, uh, well, hey, yeah. all right, let me, let me just tell you, I'm getting ready to, to finish a series on Ruth on Sunday. This is our fifth week on it. Uh, so I'm a little, that's, I'm, I'm a little bit brushed up on it. So I, hey, I kind of, Hey, kind of, you know, just kind of swinging back just a minute. You know, one of the questions I've gotten a lot, you know, is, is the why. You know, why did my loved one die? Why did I Correct. get cancer? You know, fill in the blank, right? And yeah. sometimes the best answer I've had is I don't have the slightest idea. Yes. Rather than trying to come up with some crazy spiritual answer, I just don't know. You know, and, and to be like, God did it. God has a bigger plan. You know, it just sounds, that, ha that has to sound ridiculous in pain. You know what that is, Jason? That's toxic positivity. Yeah, I like that. Toxic positivity. It's a real deal. I mean, you know, uh, you know, God's got a bigger plan. God, listen, these people are in a situation uh, that, that, that Ruth's in in chapter one. Hmm. They don't, what good's that do then? Hmm. And, and maybe there's not a bigger plan. You know, not every, not every tragedy is Ruth's story. Right. Sometimes, sometimes there's not a happy ending. Exactly. Well, but, but, but that goes all the way back. I, I, once again, I like to go back to, uh, I spend a lot of time in chapters one, two, and three of Genesis illustrating things. God, listen, if you eat of that tree, you will die. Yeah. Uh, this is all, if it wasn't for God stepping in in certain situations, situations I, I i mean um you know death death is the death is the finish line for all of us as far as physical physical yeah. death yeah. Uh, saving jesus coming back so um sometimes and it's hard i i don't want to be unsympathetic but um the fact of the matter is is we're all we're all going to die yeah. um we we are and um it's tough um, because um, number one, we're we're not all um, as grounded in Jesus as some of the other people are. You know, as as far as um, that being that place uh, spiritually, um, and um, and that, and, and it's tough whenever you're talking with someone that's not a Christian and they come to you. You know, Mike, someone in your community comes to you maybe not a Christian. And, you know, why did my loved one die? Why was my, why was my, why was it, why was it my wife and kids that got hit by that drunk driver? And you know, yeah, I think it's, it's tough. I think it's okay to be there. I don't mean to cut you. I, I just mean, no, no, that's okay. I, I, I love that you said that because, you know, I'm thinking about Naomi in this story and, you know, Naomi's in this dark spot where she's probably asking why. And, you know, one of the most interesting things 
about the part of Naomi in this story is that the author never condemns Naomi for her honesty, for just just being bitter, right? That we mm-hmm. don't see anything in there. He, he, he never says that, you know, that, that she shouldn't have said what she said or feel the way that she feels. She was just honest. I mean, can, can you blame her? I mean, she's again, she's in a she's in a really, really tough spot. She lost her husband, lost her sons. She's moved on. Of course, she's bitter. Of course, she's frustrated. She says that she is right. But somewhere and, and somewhere along the way, you know, if you're, you know, doing this Christian thing, if you spend too much time, you know, some time doing this Christian thing, sometimes you know, we can be, we, we can be convinced that it's, it's not a, a appropriate or okay to be able to share that. And, and I don't know if that's true. You know, I think, I think it's okay to be frustrated. I think it's okay sometimes to have those feelings as to why, just as long as we don't stay in those whys and, and, and point the finger at God and say, God, this is your fault. But I, but I think it's okay to have questions, right? And, well, and even then we, we, we ask questions that aren't spiritual. You know, it's the, you know, the David, you know, Jesus quoted on the cross, you know, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? You know, that's bad mm-hmm. theology, but it was how he felt. Right. You know, well, here, here's another, here's, here's, this is um, uh, not as deep as Cole's uh, thinking here, but I'm just being honest with you guys. Once again, going back to creation, uh, are we not created in the likeness of God? Did he not create us? Do we not all share these same kinds of feelings and emotions at different mm. times? Mm. God, God knows, God knows us. He knows that, that that's going to frustrate me. He knows that that's going to tick me off. He knows that, that's going to crush my heart. He knows that. And I'll be honest with you guys. You know, Jason says, you know, in certain situations, the best answer is I just don't know. And, and I've said that. I, do, I tell people, I, I wish I had a better answer, but I don't know. But I do know this. God knows how you feel. And I know that for, from two different perspectives. Number one, because he's created us. And number two, he watched his son go through what he did on that cross. Yeah. And we're told that that Jesus become like us, that he might be a sympathizing high priest. Um, so I know whenever I'm hurting and I do guys, I get down on my knees and, and I just, I just tell Jesus, Jesus, you already know how I feel about this. And, um, I need help. I need help to get through this, to, to be able to function, to be whatever it is, you know, and, and we all have those times in our lives, Mike, and we listen not one single person that uh, that will live very long on planet Earth uh, will avoid having a Ruth chapter one. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, Jesus never promised us a, a life without storms. Remember, he remember the parable. He says, he says, you know, okay, so there's these two guys, right? And they they're building their houses, and 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 when the storm came, not not if, but but when right. the storm came. Uh, the one who built his house on the sand collapsed, right? And, and the one who built his house on the rock when the storm came was able to stand, uh, not because there was no storms in his life, but because he was able to stand through the storm because of what he was built on. Right. That made the difference. It right. And so so, so we, we all are going to have these Ruth chapter one moments in our life at some point. If you live long enough, you're either, you've either been through a mess you're going through a mess or someday you're going to go through a mess. Right. 
and 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 it's a matter of it's a matter of what you're what you're uh built on is is how you get through it look i have a i have a nine-year-old at home and my nine-year-old asks a lot of questions my seven-year-old asks a lot of questions um dad why does this happen and honestly there are times when i can't give him the answer like i'm like i i don't know i i don't know the answer to that um but i think the conclusion that i've come to is and this i don't know where where you guys stand on this but this is kind of where i've come to is i i think it's somewhere in between right like i think god allows things in life I don't know that God causes everything. You know, I, I don't believe that God causes cancer. Um, but I do think that God allows certain things to happen in life. Um, I don't know. What, what, what do you guys think? What, what, what do you kind of come to as a, as a head? Do you, do you feel, do you feel that way one way or the other? I, I do. I, I think, you know, uh, I do not believe at all. Micah, that God causes all those things. I mean, this is maybe a terrible illustration, but man, I mean, if, you know, I just start drinking and all of a sudden, um, you know, I start having liver failures. God didn't cause that. I did. I'm the one that put that in my mouth. You You know what I mean? I'm the one that done that to myself. So I don't believe God causes all things, you know, and, uh, but I also, um, on the other hand, where these situations come, maybe we're getting in a situation that's not our fault. I mean, Ruth didn't cause that, uh, um, famine, right. you know, but look what God did. And I know there was a lot of tragedy from point A to point B, but, you know, like you're saying, you get to the latter chapters and man, um, we see where God's really working through all that. Mm. And so I, I know, Dick Chambers said this one time to me, he said, he said, Jeff, he said, talking about God wanting to be involved in our lives. He said, Jeff, God is, is always wanting, uh, wanting to, um, wanting to use us and bless us if we'll just slow down and let him. Yeah. That's been, that's probably been almost 10 years ago. He said that. Mm. And that has resonated. Listen, don't, let's don't let, all of the details um, so cloud our minds that we can't see God working something out on the other end. And so I don't believe he causes all those things, but I believe he'll work in, in and through all those things. And once again, it's like Jason said, we, we want to be the heroes and everything, but it's to God's glory. Mm-hmm. How's he going to get the glory out of this? And, yeah. and, and I, Honestly, that's what I ask him. You know, when, when, when I say, God, what are you going to do about this? How are you going to get the glory out of it? You hmm. know, uh, um, because ultimately, here's the thing. I can say this, and, and some people might say, well, yeah, Jeff, you're, you're on this side of, of things uh, now with that COVID. I'm telling you guys right now, that whole day I laid on my stomach, and I knew it was bad. I mean, you got respiratory therapy, pulmonology, everybody coming in, messing with your oxygen and turning it up. Uh, hey, the next step's a CPAP, and then we're going to, after that, we're going to transition you over to, to a, a tube and, and and everything. And guys, I had zero anxieties. Yeah. 
And I'm not saying that as a Superman. I'm not putting a cape on my back. I know, I know that. I'm like Paul. I, I'm confident. I'm confident that that he's able to, to deliver that which I've entrusted to him. And um, you know, did I, I certainly didn't want to die. <laughs> Sure. Uh, you know, or anything. I, I've got, I got two young kids. I'm hoping to get married one of these days and I'll have grandkids and, and yeah. uh, get to enjoy that, you know, for sure. I raise them to be UNC fans and make sure that they're <laughs> doctrinally sound on all, all sides and, yeah. and everything. Hope that's not in order of importance there. <laughs> no, that was not in order of importance. Uh, but you, you uh, UNC um, fans can be mixed up a little. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but one thing they're not is devils. You know, and that's it's true. It's uh, true. They just, are not, not devils. Just dumb not sheep. Devils. Just dumb sheep. <laughs> Jason, where but do you no, land on it, man? Where do you land on it? Where do you land on the? Uh, I think Jeff's. Right. I, I think we live in a fallen world, so sometimes things happen just because we live in a fallen world. Sometimes things happen because God's allowed Satan, like in Job, to to uh, afflict. Uh, and I, I, then sometimes things happen because people are stupid, mm-hmm. you know, a, a drunk driver killing somebody isn't God's fault. It's their fault. Uh, you know, somebody made a bad decision or, or if I smoke for 40 years and get lung cancer, God didn't do that to me. I did that to myself. Right. Uh, you know, but, but then, but then we don't discount what, what is, you know, there, there are times where either uh god god's using something and, and and really at the end of the day the the where it comes from doesn't matter my obligation's the same that's to be faithful yeah and god's nature doesn't change he's good regardless of whether the circumstances in my life are good and and so we we have to decide our outcome before we ever before we ever uh face a trial we have to decide that we're going to be faithful you know, someone once told me this and we'll get ready to wrap it up, but so, somebody once told me this, they said, the day that you begin to know and understand everything about God is the day he ceases to be God. Ooh. And, and, you know, and that's, and that's something to think about. Like, I think if we knew everything of why God did and how God did and all those kinds of things, then what would make him so special? What would make him God, you know? And, and, and we sometimes have to remind ourselves like, Hey, you know, we're, we're not creator. We're, we're, we're creation. And, you know, he, he created us. Um, and you know what, maybe one day, you know, we, we stand before God. That's a question. Uh, if, 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 if that's, if we're allowed questions, you know, is, right. you know, God, why, 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 you know, don't we have a cure for cancer? Why, why didn't we have, you know, why didn't all these things, you know, why did this happen? But at the end of the day, like Jason said, I, I think the goal then is just, just to, to remain faithful to what he's called us to do and trust that he is a good God and that he is going to, he does have a plan for our life, you know, and that's, you know, that's what he tells us in Jeremiah, right. And he's got plans for us and, and what he wants to do and, 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 and how he wants to use us. You know, when, when, and when Ruth is a little girl, I guarantee you, she doesn't know the role that she's going to play. Like if you were, if you were a little, you know, when you were younger and God says, Hey, Jeff, uh, the savior of the world's going to come through you. 
um <laughs> you'd be like wow that's pretty cool or or wow that's there's no way that's true that's kind of silly to think about you know ruth never probably thought of it but here here we are god using an incestuous situation with lot uh a drunken situation with lot Mm-hmm. to to bring about a people whom through a person of that tribe the moabites that god would use this woman named ruth and that the savior of the world would come through that line that's incredible to me and yeah, and, and the crazy thing is is that ruth isn't even the only one in the line that's jacked up you right. know there's, Judah there's and a Tamar. Judah and Tamar story. And in fact, in Ruth chapter four, it mentions it. It, it they, uh, I think it, it, they even name drop uh, Judah and, and Tamar in, in Ruth chapter four, the author name drops them because again, the story never really was about Ruth in the first place. It, it was always about Jesus. That's what the whole Bible is. We're getting ready to start a brand new series um, on revelation a week from Sunday. Um, we're going to go through the book of revelation together. And I always tell people like the book of revelation uh, shouldn't scare you, but it, it just points to who Jesus is even in the present. It's revealing exactly. that revealing yes. is, you know, kind of where we get the word revelation. It's, it's revealing to us who Jesus is. And by the way, just, this is completely off topic, but um, you know, we don't have to be scared of anything if we're ready to meet the Lord. I mean, right. There's, there's no reason, like all these people freak out, like end times and Mark of the beast and all this stuff. And I'm like, if you're ready to meet Jesus, who cares? Right. Because right. I know what happens in the end. And I know. So the same is true in this situation, right? If you know who God has called you to be, be who God's called you to be until he calls you home. And, you know, I don't know that we need to know all the answers. He's given us everything that we have. Um, and, uh, man, just an interesting topic because man, that's, that's one of those, you yeah, said that, that didn't even scratch the surface, of, didn't. you know, which it's not, it's not often you go through a subject and you really don't have any solid answer, you know, answer, you know, besides what we've conjectured here. You know what? One of the things I love through that though, is God did give us an incredible, I, I look at it as an incredible gift is the gift of, of free will and the ability to choose. Um, you know, I, like I said, I think God has a hand in it, but, but I also, I also know that God, um, while he could, uh, I think could make us all like robots and tell us what to do and how to do it. And he, he has, um, stepped back so to speak. And, and even though he still is God and in control, uh, he allows us to make the choices that we make in life. Um, you know, and Jason, you kind of talked a little bit about that a minute ago with like the guy who hops into the car after he's had a little too much to drink. Um, that's a choice, man. And yeah, yeah. the way the, the way we choose to get through those circumstances um, kind of will sometimes determine the outcome based on our choices, uh, not because God caused them. So good stuff. Yeah, man. Hey, Love you it. guys, you guys are awesome. Um, I appreciate you guys stepping on on a Tuesday afternoon uh jeff I'm, I'm glad you got out of jury duty bro yeah uh, yeah i i talked to jason last night and told yeah. him you know that i might have to be on there and he told me he said hey he said i i had to serve one time and he said um he said uh they asked me what i'd done for a living and i told him i was a preacher and he said the one lawyer looked at me and said you know what you preachers make me nervous and cole said uh 
I could hear him saying this. He said, well, uh, you, you lawyers make me nervous too. So I just walked straight into Dan. I said, Hey, I just want you to know I'm a preacher and you lawyers make me nervous. And they sent me right out. That's, that's not really what happened, but I'm, I thought, I thought I'm, I'm, telling, comes Aaron, to- I'm telling Aaron Davis. <laughs> uh, he does make me nervous. He yeah. talks about hairs and biscuits and biscuits burning. And I mean, oh. You gotta watch that guy, man. Uh, you got to, man. You gotta watch you got them to. Pike County, Pike, Pikeville. Is it Pike County? Is it is is that what the I county th- is? I think so. Pikeville, think. Kentucky, man. Yeah, you got it. You got you get down. We were just yeah. talking about that a minute ago. You keep going over to Grundy, Jeff. You that's a whole other world down there. It is, brother. It is. <laughs> hey, you it gonna is. be a Hillsboro this year? Oh, absolutely. Nice. Yes, Lord will swim. Yeah, dude, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you, Micah. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna yeah. be there. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna be there part of the week. I, I don't know that I'll be there at the beginning of the week, but I am gonna be there Wednesday and Thursday for sure. Uh, nice. And but but I got a hotel room this year. Um, and guess what? It's right beside Dunkin' Donuts. So I'll have there you go. There you go. There you go. I'm gonna there give you. I'm gonna give you two bucks a day to bring me one. <laughs> <laughs> but I uh, am looking forward to it because uh, I man, I just love seeing you guys and hanging out. Oh, it's it's um, great. A great it time, great. just probably more than anything, the fellowship that you get there, uh, yep. being around the, just the encouragement. Um, and man, who doesn't need encouragement, especially in the day and age in which we live now? So, exactly. So, Jeff, I appreciate you guys having me on. Thanks a lot, dude. I thanks really so much. Uh, I want to encourage you guys, check it out on uh, all the major platforms. And, uh, Jeff, everybody, we'll talk to you later. We'll see you. This has been a Behind the Mic podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure you check us out next week. And remember, we're always striving to love God, love others, and serve both.